Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 203 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things. And this one is all about the art. We're going to be looking at an article, an ickle article, from issue number six of the Character Design Quarterly magazine. And it's an article called Open and Closed Poses with the artist Victoria Koshileva. And this is so amazing. This one here, we're not just talking about the poses. A lot of it is actually like the psychological things. So I think we're going to have fun with this one. So let's go and have a look at it. So little Dennis, the co-host, is with us. And he's very excited for this. Because these articles, what I do on them is, I'll put the camera up above the desk. So if you're watching on YouTube, at youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson, you'll be able to sort of, see all the um, images and stuff but I always feel like you don't really need the images because hopefully it'll just be fun to sort of talk about the things about about the article there's so much to get out of this one and well some of the main things really we're going to be talking about balance body language and well props as well but it's all really a lot of it is about the, the relationship between the character and the viewer which I think is brilliant. It's almost like um, magic. <laughs> so little Dennis is going to get us straight into this. Boing! Little kitty kisses. <laughs> so let's get into this one and see what we think of it. So little Dennis is sitting comfortably. I hope you are. <laughs> but the first thing I thought I'd do is I'd actually talk about the artist. Well, this this article is called Open and Closed Poses with Victoria Koshileva. From the art magazine Character Design Quarterly, issue number six. And I actually did a click look video of this where I went through the whole magazine. And I'll put a link in the description in the um, show notes and everything for this. It's a beautiful magazine, and this article is one of the best ones in it for me. It, when I went through it, this was the one that I couldn't wait to sort of get into because her characters are so fun. And I love fun characters. But the thing, I, I thought I'd start by looking at the artist herself. And like I said, she's called Victoria Koshaleva. You can find her at yavi.pro. That's their website. It's y-a-v-i dot pro. And the first thing you'll notice when you look at their artwork is, like I said, it's, well, they do characters, they do creatures, animals and humans. But their art is just so fun and like nice big shapes and what's also cool is if you click on any of their images it goes to a little web page where you can see sketches and stuff i love it when they do that and then also she's also got a youtube and an art station like i said i'll put links in in the description for all of this but the thing with the youtube is she's i believe she's from siberia She's a freelance illustrator and character designer from Siberia, but on her video she doesn't actually talk English. So it's a little bit hard for me to understand. Well, I can't understand it. <laughs> but in a way it doesn't matter because it's nice to look at the images. And she's doing like walk she's doing um work in progress videos and everything. So it's cool sometimes just to watch the process. So this one here, what I thought I'd do is I would start by talking a little bit about her artwork. 
like the things that popped out to me. The first, the first things I thought when I saw her, her characters was, the words fun, character, friendly, warm, energy, and big shapes. And the reason I'm saying that is because I think if you're studying or learning from an artist who's creating like fun, friendly characters, you're going to pick up that. So you're going to end up starting to do. If you want to be doing fun, friendly characters, I feel like that's it's good to study from those sort of artists. I'm struggling a bit with the lighting here. What's happened is I've got a new camera for me, um, for me YouTube videos, but I, it, I need to redo all my lighting. So the main takeaways from this article: what I do is I need to get a bit structured here. What I do is I'll just quickly go over the main takeaways. Then I'm going to talk about what I think, what I thought. The, the article was going to be about I'll do a little tiny overview and then I'll just go through each of the bits because this article is split up into five main sections really with a little intro as well so the main takeaways is the importance of pose how pose is is all about like the feeling the essence and the, the connection this, this article is also about body language the subconscious but a big part of it is actually about the balancing of opposites. So you've got like the balancing of skills and like feeling, face and body, open and closed, curved and straight. And then you've also got like the skills and the feeling. So you've got to learn the skills, but you've also got to balance it with feeling. And then there's also the, the power of props. So before I got into this, I've, I asked myself, "What is open and closed poses?" And I didn't know. I couldn't. I didn't. I just put here. I don't know. No idea what it is. What it actually is is open poses is where the the character is open and like inviting you in, so that it's like their arms are right, are, are out. And then closed poses, their arms are like like crossed. It's like there there's or there's a barrier between them. So. The first thing I thought was, this is cool, because I never knew anything about this. So that, but I thought that was quite cool. But like I said, the article's got five characters, a little art tip, and an intro. So I thought I'd start with the intro, and I'm just going to actually read what she's put in in the thing. So what she said is, when you design a character... Both their personality and mood must be easily readable through pose. Even a very impressive character can appear uninteresting when presented in the wrong pose. How can you use pose to make a character seem alive and dynamic and encourage the viewer to feel compassion for them? And then she starts talking about like the psychology of poses. And that's when I start getting excited. Because it's it's not just this is this is what it's, it's not just about what you're drawing. It's about the um, it's a, it's a lot about like subtle things. And then basically the thing she says is here are my top tips to make your character appear more alive and interesting. So that's what the main that's what the article's about really. But then she also explains what open and closed poses is. Open poses 
The character turns towards the viewer with no physical barrier between them. In open poses, the character's arms are uncrossed and their palms stay open. With this openness, the viewer feels that the character is ready to communicate. So again, it's that thing of... We probably don't even realise this, but if you look at a character and they've got their arms crossed, without realising it, you're actually going to feel the defensiveness. But it's the, the same way the other way. If you've got a character who's got their arms open, you're going to actually feel the connection there, even though you don't know that's what's happening. But this is what's cool. If you can learn this, you can when you, you can put that into your characters. And it's what I've talked about so many times. Being an artist, creating characters, it's almost like you're... Um, in a weird way, it's like you're sort of manipulating the viewer so it's almost like you're you're I was going to say brainwashing but it's not that it's more just like you're you're making it's like that thing with composition you can you can change the the way the um, viewer's eyes go through the piece by putting certain things in certain places now the thing is the the viewer won't realize that that that's happening they'll think that they're just naturally doing it but it's you doing it so it is like in a weird way you're sort of controlling the viewer there's something about that i find it fascinating but in closed poses she's put in contrast in closed pose the character turns away from the viewer or crosses their arms or legs this is a protective stance which indicates that the character does not want to communicate so in my notes, what I put was, I, one of the things I said was, neither are negative though. I said, not wanting to communicate can still be friendly. I put that in my notes before I looked at anything. And later on in the article, she actually, she actually brings that up. About how just because it's a closed pose, which you might consider to be sort of negative. It doesn't mean it is negative. You can have a character who's in a closed pose but is incredibly friendly so she talks about that in a minute and this is why i love this article so much because it's it's a lot more psychological this one than than meets the eye so in my notes i put the importance of pose i put there's a balance of skill versus feeling yeah because she said she says an impressive character can still appear uninteresting and I thought to myself about realistic pencil drawings. So when I was doing my realistic pencil drawings, yeah, you can get to a point where it's quite impressive how amazing it can sort of mimic a photo, for instance. So yes, it's quite impressive, but it's also, it also can be quite uninteresting because you might as well just take a photo. <laughs> so this is where I, I sort of thought to myself, I would get much more fun out of drawing from my imagination so i just thought of that but then i also know that you've got to put the two together so even though you've got those realistic pencil skills and you think well i'm not going to use those anymore you will because you can still it's a balancing act between i think it's a balancing act between getting like realistic but also your imagination and again i can't believe how many times it seems to be opposites. Art seems to be this massive game of balancing opposites. And you can see it everywhere. 
Like if you're doing a line, you've got to balance little lines with long lines. You've got to balance thick lines with thin lines. If you're doing colours, you've got to balance darks and lights. If you're balancing shapes, you've got to balance big round shapes with little round shapes. Square shapes with like curvy shapes with angular shapes. So it's quite amazing to me how it's almost like no matter what level of the um, drawing process you're at, you're constantly dealing with balancing things. And I love that. And this is the same thing. Open and closed poses, you've got to balance the two things. So what I'll do is I'll start with each... I'm going to go through each of the little characters. So the first character, or the first pose, is a duck... And she called this one Drawn In. And what we've got is we've got a duck. (laughs) He's wearing a reggae hat, like a raster hat. He's got his fingers up doing the peace sign. He's got a little necklace on. And he just looks super happy. And before I even got into the article, my initial feelings of the character was that he's a cool guy. He's fun, friendly, carefree, and I'll put... No worries, man. Because I thought like the reggae. <laughs> no worries, man. And then I also put here, I feel like the silhouettes are important here. Yeah, I feel like the um, the silhouette is important here. So not just the poses, it's the silhouettes as well. Because one of the things I noticed with these characters is, I can just tell by looking at them, they've all got super strong silhouettes. So in the article... This is me notes. What I put was brighter the emotion. Oh yeah. It, well, what I do is I'll read it and then. So she's put the brighter the emotion, the more quickly and accurate it will be understood, and the viewer becomes easily involved in the plot, and em- and emphasizes with the character. So what I thought about that was she's talking the brighter the emotion. For me, that made me feel of think of like over exaggeration. So in other words. If you want a character to be happy, make them so happy it's almost too happy. But that will make it more happy. <laughs> again, it sounds weird, but it's almost like over-exaggerate it. And it, again, it reminds me of Lee Hammond when she said, when you're drawing hair, you, when you think you're done, you haven't. You're not even halfway there. So again, you, you think you're... If you're doing a super a happy character... You might think you've done it happy, but push it even more. That's what I'm getting from this. Push the emotion even more. And it, and then what happened it it'll more quickly and accurately it will be understood by the viewer. And this also made me think of um, silhouettes. Cause if you're pushing the emotion, you're gonna be exaggerating the um like the pose, but you're also gonna be creating these more extreme shapes which is going to make the silhouette more exciting. And then she said, In this design, the character is extremely happy and relaxed, which is indicated by the upturned facial features, resting wing and open stance. So the, in the, what she's put here, in the design, she's used the words happy and relaxed. And that instantly made me think of what I'd put at the, at the start, because I put fun, friendly, carefree. So I feel like she's... She's actually nailed her, like, I feel like her keywords were happy and relaxed. 
And then I've also put in my notes, I've also wrote about the colours, lines and shapes. And I've put fluffy textures due to odd lines. Like what I noticed was curvy lines. So the curvy lines also went in with the um, the funness. And then also that, that hat. So the character's got a little reggae hat on. And I just thought that to me is like the power of props. Because the fact he's got that, if he didn't have that hat on... That hat, which is only a little thing, it it just creates so much character for this character. And it just, again, I had this in one of the other articles, the power of props. So I like that, because also for me, the, the, the hat is almost like, um, it's like telling a story. Because you start wondering, what is it, like, what is he doing? Why has he got a hat on like that, a reggae? Is he some sort of DJ or something? And you, you almost want to start knowing what he's up to in his spare time and stuff. Oh, well, what, I just want to go back to something when I was talking about open and closed poses. So just because the character is closed, which which um, Victoria said shows that the character doesn't want to communicate, it doesn't mean it's negative. And what I thought was the pose could be open but not relatable. But it could be closed and super connective. So, like, the character could be open, which you would think would be warm and friendly. But if the character wasn't very, let's say, lovable, even though they've got their arms open and inviting you in, you might think, no, I don't like, I don't want to. But equally, you could have a character who's got their arms crossed, which you would think would be negative. But... If, if, if say, the, the character's crying or something, you're going to feel for them. So, in that, that's like that's how I thought to myself. I thought you could have a, a closed pose and have more connection than a, a character who's got an open pose. So, in a strange little way, there's, a, there's an element of um, paradox in this. That's what I'm thinking. The next pose, we've got a bear sat on one of those rubber rings. And, well, it's like he's splashing through the water. He's got his arms up in the air. And he looks like, well, he looks like he's about to fall off. And this one she called Surprise. So my initial thoughts and feelings. When I first looked at this character without reading anything, the first thing I thought was she's captured a moment in time. Like there's a, there's a lot of motion in this one. And story, because you're sort of wondering, what is he? What's happening to him? Is he going to fall off and stuff? And I put, what is going to happen? So this is one of those things. Like when you when when you capture a moment in time, I love it. I love it when artists do that because it it gets me sort of asking questions and stuff. Now what's brilliant is, in this article she talks about what was it she said? M- mystery or something. She was talking about something, well, here we go. If I go into the article, she's put, A fully open pose instantly involves the viewers with what is happening. The pose and gesture must emphasise any movement within the composition. In this case, the bear's open pose and expressive gesture suggest sudden motion, while the face communicates the character's surprise in the action. So this was another thing that I got started thinking about. Again, you've got this balancing act of the pose 
and the facial features. Because you can have a pose where, where the character is like, well, like this, like, like he's about to fall over. But if the facial features are completely different, it's going to actually change the pose. So, again, it's, it's quite amazing how, like, again, you could have a pose and you could change the pose by changing the face. It's just, it's, to me, it's amazing how everything is sort of linked together in a, in a drawing. What did I put here? See that first and see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like this bit. In my notes, I put pose. So the pose equals the story. Because she, she said the pose and gesture must emphasize any movement within the composition. In this case, the open pose and expressive gesture suggest sudden motion. So the story is inside of the pose. Because that's where you're sort of looking at it thinking you can tell he's about to fall over. So you're getting you're getting a story there. But it's in the facial features that you get the emotion and the feeling. So again, you can't just do the pose. You've got to also get the facial features as well. I thought that was brilliant, that. And then I also did a little bit looking at the colours, lines and shapes. And what I thought was nice warm colours, lots of lines for... And I thought to myself, all those, there's so many lines in this one, like squiggly things. And what that did was it sort of emphasised the motion and the water, like the splash. Which again, that sort of goes into the story as well. Also got fur is being blown back. Yeah, I like that. So I noticed that because this character is sort of getting dragged through the water, the fur is actually going in the same direct, the direction of the water as well. So it's almost like the that's how she got the motion, the sense of motion. Yeah, little tiny hands. <laughs> I, I, I become obsessed with these little hands. So you've got this big, massive, fat bear with these tiny little hands. And there was something about that, I just, I thought it was brilliant. Same with his feet. He's got these little feet. And I... Well, again, I feel like that's like balancing little bits and big bits. It just makes it more interesting to me. And then, and also, I noticed he's got he's wearing a little life jacket, and I thought that life jacket is making him seem more like a human, which makes him more relatable. And so again, it's almost like the power of props again. The next one is called opening soon. Now, this is actually my favourite one. What we've got here is we've got a little fox and he's hugging his tail. So he's in a closed pose. But again, because his face is so happy, I feel like that is his face and little subtle things on his on his um, pose, like his feet are curled up as if he's been tickled or something. <laughs> so what we've got is he's in a closed pose, which you might think is defensive, but because he's happy and he's so happy, I would say he's, he's so over the top happy that him having a close pose makes him actually more like huggable in a strange way. And, and what he's doing is he's hugging his tail. So again, it makes me want to hug him. So my initial thoughts on the, and feelings on the character before I looked at anything was he's super friendly, 
soft, warm, happy, bliss. And I put I underlined the word bliss. And like I said, I think he's my favourite. And then, well, what in the inside of this article she said, closed poses do not have to be a sign of negative emotion. And I thought, ah, that's what I was trying to say at the start when I said. I said, just because it's a closed pose doesn't mean it has to be negative. And then she's put, yeah, look, she said, closed poses do not have to be a sign of negative emotion and can be a temporal state. So in other words, he, he's only in this closed pose for an instant and he's going to open up again. And she's put, the fox's pose, hugging his tail, shows that the character is keen or excited and is only momentarily unavailable. The facial features supports this assumption and adds a more dynamic feel to the action. So again, we've got this amazing sort of connection between the pose and the facial features. What it does to me is it makes me realise how important it is to get each bit sort of making sure you're on top of each bit. Because if you've got the amazing pose, but you mess up the face, you've lost it. You could have an amazing face, but if you mess up the pose, you've lost it. So again, it's it's like it's that same thing again of being aware of everything. And what have I put in my notes? I put hugging tail shows fox is keen or excited. Yeah, and I put so there's a mix of open and closed elements. Facial supports the pose. So then what I did then was I went and looked at the colours, the lines, and the shapes. And what I, what I thought to myself was the cur the curved. Yeah, I like the little. He's got what he's got is his his toes are curled up as if someone's tickling underneath his toes, <laughs> and I love that. But the other thing that's brilliant is the shape, the the curve of his his feet is actually curving with his tail, so it just makes the whole thing feel like a big sort of curve, which is like a hug. And I've put I want to tickle him, and I've put I love his big tail and his little hands. So again, like the um, bear, we've got this big round belly with little hands. On the fox, we've got this big tail with little hands. And there's something beautiful about that. I love it. Because it's like you're, she's playing with these opposites. And I've put the nose shape. His nose is amazing. I can't explain it, but it, it's like... um. I've seen it before somewhere, but it's just such a sort of a happy shape. He's noticed like his nose is like pointing pointing up. And again, what I love about this one is everything is flowing. Because I also said his ears are turned down. So it's like his feet are flowing with his tail at the bottom, and then his ears are flowing with his tail at the top. And what it does is it just it makes me sort of go around in a circle with this pose so when I look at this character I'm sort of I'm going I'm going around and around which again like it reminds me of like a, a hug and I've put everything is curvy and flowy flowing and fluffy and I also I noticed that there was no motion in this one it was very static but in a strange way she's got the motion by the pose because like I said the, the pose is making your eyes do the motion whereas with the bear it's almost like the pose is doing the motion 
But I love that. And I do feel like this could be one of the best characters I've seen in any of these articles. Because I feel like it's perfect. Because I, I, I love the colours. And it's the shapes I love the most. <laughs> it's cool. But the best thing about that is how he's in a closed pose. And yet he's the most lovable one on this page. Because you would have thought, at the start of it, you would have thought that the open pose would be the most lovable one. So the next one we've got is, it's a little cat and she's called this personal space. And what we've got is a little cat, which I think is brilliant. He's wearing little socks. He's got little socks and gloves on (laughs) and he's drinking a little cup of coffee or something. And... Well, what did I put in my notes for this one? My initial thought... my Well, what it is, is the little kitten is... Um, he's very closed in. Like a big... Basically, it's just, if you were to look at it as a silhouette, it's just one big blob, really. Like a sack of spuds. But in my initial thoughts and feelings, I've put... He's got a very inviting... No, I didn't. I put he's he's cosy and content. Cosy and content, even though he's in a closed pose. So again, closed pose and yet still sort of friendly. And that's something that she's brilliant at. All of Victoria's characters are very warm and friendly. So I and I, I do feel like the, the artist always comes out in the characters. So I'd imagine that Victoria is very like warm and friendly i've also what i noticed was this character now this is brilliant the character's nose is is a shape of a heart which i think what that does is again it makes it like lovable for me okay and i've put again socks socks equals cuteness so the socks i feel like the socks add a bit of um well, a little element of humour, but it's more sort of like personality and cuteness. And I, I don't know if the word is personification, but it's that thing where you, you take an animal and you're sort of turning it into a human. I think, it, I'm not sure if it's personification, but when, she, when you're putting clothes on these characters, it's making it more human-like, which makes it more relatable. And I put a cup of coffee and I just put, well, I, I put hee hee. Because I felt like that cup of coffee is, is fun. There's something fun about it. I can't explain it. But the fact that he's holding a little cup of coffee I, makes me feel happy. And I've put, I would leave, well, the, the main thing I'd got from this pose was, if I saw this cat sitting down in this pose, I put, I would leave them alone as I can see they are unwinding after a busy day. So I would leave them alone. I wouldn't approach them. But that doesn't mean I'm sort of scared of them or something. It's just you can tell that they want to be left alone. And you can, and again, I can, I've, I've, we've all been in those situations where we've had a busy day and we just want to be left alone. And, and that's what's happening here. That's what I thought. So when I got into the article, what she said was she said, use closed poses when a character is lost in thought, wrapped up in their own world, or is in an uncooperative mood. This kitten 
And I love the word, uh, I love the fact she used kitten. Because the fact she used kitten makes it even more cuter now. She could, if she'd used cat, it's different. And I, I thought, wow, she's, she's used this kitten, which sort of links in with the socks. So those socks and um, gloves, it makes it cute. So one of the words I thought of when I was in the thing was it was cute. I put cuteness. And I, I just thought to myself, the word kitten is like that. <laughs> and she's put, this kitten is clearly happy, yet the post is closed. So again, we've got this sort of um, paradox going on. And she's put, gathered into a ball and closed off from the viewer. He is using the mug as a barrier. And I love that because I never noticed that. I never saw the mug as a barrier. But yeah, it's cool. So again, this is like um, if you if if you if you remember that, like I'm gonna try and remember that. You create a character, and you can sort of use a prop as a barrier. And it's put she's put here. It is clear that the character is enjoying the coziness and warmth, but is happy to be on their own. And I love that. And what have I put? Yeah, I've put in my notes. I put. I, I emphasised the fact that she used the word kitten. <laughs> I put juxtaposition, closed but content. And then I've, I've highlighted the fact that she said the mug is a barrier. Because I, I, I would never have noticed that. And then the body shape is like a ball. Because the body shape of this one is very like a single shape. And like even the tail is very closed in with the character whereas the tail on the other ones is much more like separate and then I also like the fact that she used the word coziness so what I noticed was a lot of the wording that she used in this article it was like sort of um it was as if she she was using words that was describing what I was looking at and I, I, also, I sort of wondered to myself, was this some of her keywords? Was it that before she created this character, she had like the word cosy, kitten, and stuff like that? And then, so I would love to know whether she, how she does her artwork, whether she starts with like words and creates the character, or if she just jumps straight into the character. But there's a thing here in a minute with, she's got like a tip where she sort of talks about that. And then, so the last one, the last little character we've got, this one's cool as well. What we've got is a squirrel, and she's called this one, open and closed, question mark. <laughs> and what we've got is a, it's a squirrel, and I thought it's Sid the Squirrel. <laughs> Sid the Squirrel, and it's this is a very weird one, because the tail is massive. The tail is bigger than the actual character, which is brilliant. And it's, it's almost like a river. That was one of the first things I thought. Before I looked into this thing, I thought my initial thoughts and feelings was the tail is like is like a river. So it's almost like it, it invites you into the pose. And what we've got is a squirrel that is... It's got his tail coming right towards the camera. He's got one arm and leg crossed at the front, which is like a barrier... But the other, the um, the hand and the feet, foot at the end, like behind it, is very open. 
and then it, it looks like he's dancing or something. This one, I found it very hard to sort of work out what what was happening. It to me, it was like he was dancing or something, but I couldn't work out whether he was about to fall over or like that. It, this was this was the hardest one for me to sort of work out. But the the my main feelings when I first looked at it was that it's an inviting tale, like a river. The character is very alive. Like a moment in time again, so she's very good at capturing moments in time. That's what I was thinking. I'll put pointy but curvy. Yeah, because a lot of this is pointy. Like the face, for instance, is it's almost like a triangle, and yet the tail is very curvy. So she's. I feel like she's playing with shapes here. And I've put in a daze. So it's like this character is in the days, which sort of links in with that moment in time thing. But then I also thought, I felt felt like that's what was um, confusing me a bit. Because look, I've put in the days, why? Whilst I was looking at this one, I was trying to work out what, what was happening. Now what's brilliant is, inside of the article, she talks about mystery and intri- intrigue. So I feel like she's actually doing something here with this pose. And I've put about to fall over and that's what the mystery is. You're sort of wondering what is going to happen next. So in the article she used the word play. And I always love it when artists use the word play. Because I feel like that's the, the best thing about creating artwork is playing. But she said play with play with variations of the gesture by combining them so how cool is this you can start combining different poses which makes me think of the artist Bryn Mephany I think it was what they were doing was they were taking two different creatures and combining them to create their own unique creature so they were taking two things and making something new. Well, that's what she's talking about here. You can take two gestures and make something new. I, I just love this. And then she's put, the squirrel's pose is conquitish, which I don't know what that word means. Conquitish, posing for the viewer with her head turned to us, but with a half-closed pose. So she's sort of got, well, she's got the the faces looking at us, but the body is almost looking away from us. She's put, she appears to be hiding something from us. This combination of open and closed gesture in a single pose adds mystery and intrigue to the viewer, which is, that is exactly what I was getting when I looked at the, the pose. I, I could tell that something was happening, but I couldn't work out what was happening. I was, I was I was constantly thinking, why is she? Why does she look like she's about to fall over, or is she dancing and she's? And I, I just thought it's brilliant. So the thing that I love about this is, when I looked at it, I couldn't work out. I was getting this sense of sort of um, mystery, and she's explained how you can do that by having open and closed elements in the pose. So if you want to create a character with a bit of mystery. 
this is how you can do it. So I just I thought that was cool. And then when I was looking at the lines, shapes and colours, I've put, I love the white grass. Because what she's done on this one is, the grass in the background is white. And so it's almost like she's used the eraser to create the grass. And I just thought it was a really cool effect. Because what it does is, it's, she's not using any colour. So it's sort of like the, it's blending it into the background. Because if that was green or something, it would pop. So she's she's able to create grass without it being too sort of in your face. And I also like those little squiggles. I've put pointy teeth follows the face. So the, the teeth, they're like little beaver's teeth. And it's sort of, it, it's the same sort of shape as the chin. Which is, I, like, I think it's cool. And I've put everything is pointing apart from the tail. Yeah, so it's like the way she's using closed, she's mixing closed and open poses. She's mixing it up with curviness and pointiness. And that's one of the main things I got from this article was it felt to me like she was constantly balancing opposites in these in all of these poses. And then I've put nice negative shapes because what I noticed with this one was there was loads of beautiful shapes between everything. Which just made it just I just feel like what that does is it makes it gives the character and it gives all the shapes room to breathe. And that was that. And then what we've also had is she had a little tip. So she had like a little, there's a little circle on the page with a tip in it. And what she, oh, this was cool. What I did is I'll read the tip and then she said, when commissioned to create a character, always consider the context in which it will be used. So that made me think, she start, is she starting with writing? She's, she's either starting with writing or at least she's asking questions. So before she does any drawing, she's she's asking the context in which it will be used, and she says here a happy, positive, or playful content context suggests a hero who exhibits welcoming, open poses, and uplifting gestures. Now I love the fact she used the word hero. Again, she, using the word hero is it's like that one word hero has got loads of sort of um information in it because a hero we know when you see a hero there's this thing there's this thing where like it's like a symbol the word hero is more like a symbol i just thought it's brilliant and what i also like here is it's almost like in a strange way you can work out from the list of words what sort of pose you're going to have so if you if you want happy, positive and playful, you're going to go with open poses and uplifting gestures. And then she's also put, where the context is serious, sombre or downbeat, closed poses will help you to create a character that belongs within that story. And then she said, ask the client about the context, the content text of your commission and how your character interacts with it. This will save time and nerves for both of you. <laughs> so that's 
So what I've put here is, in my notes, I've put, well, she, you can tell she's asking questions. Yeah, ask questions, plan, but play. Again, we've got this balance going on here. She's used the word playing, but you can tell she's also planning. And then the keywords, general rule. So I took what I took from this little tip was the general rule is if you want happy, go with open poses. If you want sad, go with closed poses. But then I've put, but as she said, mix it. It's, it's never black or white. So it's like a rule, but you can also break the rules. <laughs> and and that is it for this one. I've, I honestly thought this was brilliant. So what am I going to put, what am I going to do here? Well, my main takeaway, like I said at the start, was the importance of pose, pose and gesture. So pose is all about the feeling, the essence and the connection. You've got the body language, which is subconscious. And I, do, I don't know if you feel this way as well, but I felt like this one here was very psychological. So it just shows you the, 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 the importance of poses and like gesture. Character is all about the relationship with the viewer, which is, I thought was brilliant. And then we've also got, but for me, the main takeaway from this one was balance. It was just balancing opposites. Hey, little Dennis has said it's, it's game over, sunshine. He had fun, and I hope you did. It was brilliant. I'll tell you something. It, Victoria is going to become, like, well, I say this a lot, but this is why I love go, doing these articles and going through art magazines and stuff. You get to meet so many artists who are amazing. <laughs> and I feel like there's just, there must be millions of artists out there who you never get to see. Because imagine the amount of artists who haven't got themselves into magazines or something, but they're producing amazing things. So, But I love the fact that these articles are covering so many different types of artists. So I hope you enjoyed that. Like I said, I'll put links and everything in the description and in the show notes at sophielawson.com. And all that's left is this week's inspirational quote. And it actually goes to the artist Victoria koshi Lever for who did this article and the quote is when you design a character both their personality and mood must be easily readable through pose i like that because it for, for me what it's, what it's doing is it's it's sort of highlighting the characterness of a character i know that sounds a bit weird but a character is all about their personality and so it's basically the importance of pose, really. Posing. <laughs> so this week's inspirational quote. When you design a character, both their personality and mood must be easily readable through pose. Victoria Koshy-Lever. 